Hey guys, this is Brandon, the host of the Ask Brandon Anything show. This is the show where we take the most awkward, difficult, challenging questions that are keeping you stuck in your relationships and stuck in your addictions. We break them down, we discuss them, we validate you, we give advice, and we empathize. And most importantly, we help you find truth so you can get unstuck. If you have a question, whatever it may be, go to brandonpatrick.com and submit a question there for the show. All right, you guys, welcome to the Ask Brandon Anything show. I'm Brandon, I am your host, and today I have a special announcement, which I'm really excited for. But before I make that announcement, uh, I want to read a review that I got that is awesome. So um, it's E from Idaho, and he says, I'm a therapist that works with a similar demographic. I love his approach to couples and sexuality and addictions. It has helped me personally, and I will definitely be using it professionally. Honestly, I kind of just want to hang out with him and talk. Such amazing ideas and wisdom. Awesome. Come on down and hang out. Let's talk. Um, I really, that, that makes my day. That's awesome. So I'm glad that uh, my philosophies, the things I talk about, I'm glad you resonate with them. And even better, um, you're going to be using it in your own practice, in your own therapy, and, and spreading it and helping people. So that makes me really happy. Um, all right, so let's get down to business here. I got with me um, somebody that you guys have heard from before. Um, it is my older bro and now going to be my co-host, uh, Tyler Patrick. So um, I've, I've really been thinking about things and I think it's so important to have uh, multiple perspectives. And Tyler is just an incredible human being on top of a skilled and trained therapist that has been in the trenches with um, families, with couples, with individuals. Um, and when I say the trenches, he's, he's dealt with the hardest of the hard. He's worked with um, drug courts. He's uh, done addiction work. He's sat through very, very intense couple sessions, um, hour upon hour. Uh, he's run groups. He's, he's seen it all. And, um, I, you know, as I was thinking about it and I'm thinking, man, I have an asset like Tyler in my life. Um, how am I not tapping into that? So, uh, we're creating therapy bros and, uh, we're as, as brothers, we're talking about therapy. Um, but our goal is to, to really answer any question that you have. Uh, we want to have a forum where you can come in, you can call in, you can ask us questions, you can type us, you can, you can submit questions online, um, but a forum where we can answer the heart of the hard. Uh, we plan to do some live events and just different, different opportunities for people to get some help. So we're not doing therapy here um, in the podcast, but we are answering hard questions. So Tyler, welcome to the to the podcast. Um, I'm really glad that you're here. Anything you, you'd like to add? Jeez, Brandon, thanks a lot, man. I'm I'm excited to be here. I'm glad you've invited me to come on to this. Uh, I feel really grateful, and I'm excited to do this. I just I think one of the things that we had talked about as we decided to kind of join the forces on this is that we want to try to even up the ante a little bit with the energy level that we can both bring, and also really get to where people could in real time even call in and we could actually help them as 
in, in real life as they're talking with us for, you know, for short calls and things. And just the excitement of knowing that we could actually be helping people in real time and then allow everyone else to hear those same things because so many of us struggle with the same issues. And so be, yeah, I'm re- And be helped by that. Yeah. I'm really excited yeah. to be here with you. Yeah. So some of the episodes you're going to, it's just going to be me and Tyler breaking some stuff, stuff down, talking about different philosophies and things that are really beneficial and helpful um, in people's lives. Some of the episodes are going to be just me um, talking to somebody else and going through their issue and, and giving answers and, and you'll be able to listen to, to my, you'll be able to see my um, style and, and my perspective on things. And Tyler and I were in alignment a lot on most things. Um, some things we'll disagree with. And I think those disagreements will really help us flush out how people really feel and, and w- whether they feel like it's truth or not. I'm sure they'll mostly agree with me. Um, <laughs> but, well, you know, at least we'll be able to have those discussions. So, um, so uh, yeah, so it just provides opportunity to really dig deep and, and dive deep into what the questions are um, by having Tyler, having his perspective, having this discussion with him. So, so with that, Tyler, um, may, maybe in, in way of introduction, um, just, just give me some of the basics, you know, all the years of therapy that you've done. Um, you know, you think of couples therapy, you think of addiction recovery, um, just, just, just impart on us a little bit of your wisdom here to start. And, and tell us just some of, the, some of the basic philosophies that bring peace and happiness and healing um, to people. I know that's a broad question. That's, I mean, that's a really broad question. I think we'll probably have to be, we'll be hitting all sorts of different angles and points on these things as we get into it. But in general, I've been doing my therapy work for well, 15 years now. And for me, in a lot of ways, what it boils down to is, is that right at the root of most of our problems is shame, fear, doubt, isolation. And, and part of the solution to our problems is living a lifestyle of what I call wholehearted living, which is in, in broad terms, the pursuit of a connected life, a life connected to God, a life connected authentically to other people where they can see all of me and love me and a connected life to self, heart and mind where we learn skills and we learn to live in ways that allow us to realize that life is going to offer us struggles and joys and that we can build the tools and assets in our lives to, to live a life where we can embrace both sides of the coin there and realize that there's beauty in all of it. Okay. So, so I know that's really broad. Well, I, yeah, but let me, let me kind of dumb that down what you just said. So um, shame or fear comes into play. Um, we want to shut down. We want to disconnect. We want to hide. Um, and when we shut down, disconnect and hide, we're not fully stepping into life. We're not fully stepping into what God created, created us for. And, um, we're, we're just trying to get through it. We're trying to, you know, wait until we die basically. Um, and what I'm hearing you say is instead of believing the, the lies or, or being paralyzed by the fear, actually embracing the fear, some stepping into it, 
and not believing the lies of shame. And it's like the episode we talked about shame, right? It's, yes. it's learning how to, how to do that um, so that you can fully live and you fully live through connection, through connection to, to God, through connection to self, mindfulness, and through connection to others. I love that, Tyler. And I love how you talk about that um, all the time because I think that our suffering does come from, from shutting down and from, from living in fear and shame. So that's good. Yeah. You know, Brandon, I think, I think I say that, you know, as if I'm coming at it from just my professional point of view, but the truth is, is that everything, everything that we would ever talk about here, any advice that I would ever give to anybody has also come from a very personal place through its own struggles and through trial and error and, and these are principles that I'm seeking and striving to live myself because I found them to be absolutely true and that there's richness and beauty and vibrance in the principles of wholehearted living connected to God, self, and others. So, so I, um, and you know this, I'm trying to get you to do this with me, but I'm trying to do this Wim Hof thing. Um, and for those of you that don't know what Wim Hof is, you know, to, to <laughs> drill it down, it's basically um, just learning how to step into pain. And, <laughs> by taking cold showers and jumping in cold rivers and stuff um, and holding your breath. Anyways. Um, so I, I was talking to one of my groups and my group is kind of doing it with me a little bit. And one of the guys said, he said, well, Brandon, where does this stop? Like, you know, okay, you do this for 30 days, but then it seems like after the 30 days, then, you know, and, and we got in this discussion and it was like, look, stepping into pain, or in other words, stepping into uh, vulnerability in your life, um, you have a choice. You can work really, really, really hard to not have to do that. You know, you can spend your life numbing out with food and drugs and TV and social media and not having to feel much. Um, or you can spend your life trying to create. And 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 create connection and and uh, you know what like if if you want to do that then it's ongoing it's it's continual you you don't get to the light at the end of the tunnel and then all of a sudden you reap the rewards of vulnerability without stepping into vulnerability right um, right so yeah is is an interesting discussion um it's all about knowing how to do that over and over and over again so. It's, it's, it's embracing that as the way of living. So there's a difference between doing 30 days of the Wim Hof method, which by the way, Brandon, it's been brutal the first few days. You know, like <laughs> I jump into that freezing cold shower and it never gets any better. But I, I took a cold shower like 10 minutes ago. Uh, well, maybe 20 minutes ago. I feel so good right now. I feel amazing. So anyways. Right. Well, and I, and I would say that's probably actually that's the benefit of getting out of a cold shower is you get that head rush and you get that kind of like chemical stuff coming through your brain. But I think it's indicative. It's almost like metaphorical of the actual principle of learning to live that way, which is that when you lean into and go through the discomfort, the payoff always comes afterwards. Yes. And, and that's, and if you understand that and then that becomes the way that you embrace living now, even in the, if you're in the midst of hell in your life, you can look at it with a different set of eyes that says, I'm coming through this and I'm going to lean through it and I'm going to get through it. And on the other side, there's going to be, there's going to be some element of learning or growth or joy Peace, or relief. gratitude. Right. And, and that's just a true principle. 
You, you know, that, that applies to, to so many areas of our life. I mean, the, the cold shower example is a physical one. Um, the exercise, you, you go do something painful intentionally, but then you, then you got endorphins all day long and you feel great. You, feel, you have energy. Um, but empathy is also an example of that. Um, you go sit in pain with somebody and it can be hard and uncomfortable and difficult, but um, it feels really good when you connect and, and, and you experience that together with another human being. Um, so, uh, you know, you, you go have a hard boundary with the boss. Like before it, you're freaking out. I've noticed with my showers, it's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do, oh my gosh. And then I do it and it sucks but it's not nearly as brutal as I expected it to be. And then on the back end, it's like, Oh, that feels so good. Right. Um, and so having boundaries is, is another example of this. Um, but this principle, I absolutely, I think Tyler, we're, we see this all day long because we've worked with addiction so much and addictions. Addiction is an attempt to not have to feel that uncomfortableness. Um, so we see people who, really try to not live this way and it it starts to take everything from them in their life so right and, and it creates a school-sized little prison that they're always running from pain and then they can't live life and then they're miserable yeah yeah and, and and yet they're 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 hooked to it because their brain is saying this is how you live that this this is what we're designed to do we're designed not to feel this uncomfortableness um so so it pushes them to disconnection um, in, in vulnerable relationships. It pushes them to not being able to tolerate boredom, not being able to tolerate stress. Um, and yeah, and that's why addiction exists. And the antidote to addiction is connection. The that's antidote right. to addiction is vulnerability, right? Um, okay, I got, I, Tyler, I want to shift gears just a little bit because I got, I got such a good question um, submitted to me and, um, it's by a guy named Jim and his question is a marriage question and it's kind of long. So bear with me here, but, I, but I think I need to read it cause he puts it, he puts it in really good context here. He says, how does one reconcile the teachings of parents who taught marriage is forever? Um, what is taught at church that families are forever and marriage is eternal. What is also taught at church of enduring to the end and then you read quotes um, from the likes of Viktor Frankl that state, everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. You believe these things deeply and value loyalty and fidelity at the core, yet you have a spouse that constantly crosses those very core boundaries and values. How do you reconcile the enduring to the end the choosing to make the best of your circumstances as Frankel did with the reality that you may not even like your spouse any longer and the desire to endure has faded over the years. How does one wrap their mind around endure to the end and make the best of any circumstance you are in and that there is still a choice that sometimes enough is enough? Good question. Thanks, huh? Jim. That's a great <laughs> question, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, do you want me to start on this, Brown, or do Take, you want to start on it? I, I got my my thoughts on it, but I was, you know, I was a lot more prepared. I've had this uh, question for a little while. Um, why don't you just take a stab at it here? 
Okay. So yeah. So what I hear and what your what your question is, Jim, is that you're kind of wrestling with a set of values where there's principles of truth in your values on both sides, and you're trying to figure out and navigate. It's almost like those two values are at war with each other, and you're trying to figure out how to be okay with yourself with choosing one direction or the other. And uh, I hear this question in different forms all the time in my in my practice, you know, where a spouse will come in and say, in fact, I think I just answered a question like this on my other show today. Like, I've been with my partner for two years and they keep acting out and I want to stay, but I don't really want to stay because I can't stand being this. It's, it's in conflict with my values. Um, Jim, I think it's important to remember that regardless of whatever you do, it's still your choice. It's still your agency. Victor Frankel is right in this case that your choice comes with how you want to respond to and react to the situation, right? I'm of the opinion that you could stay in your marriage and she could openly go and have affairs and act out on you and you could somehow find a way to be happy and find peace in that. Although I don't know if that would be the right answer because you could also probably have to come to a conclusion and say, you know what, I value fidelity and honesty and transparency so much that I, I can't really stay true to myself by staying in a situation like this without setting some new boundaries or making some changes or, or moving on. The key is, is that you get yourself to a place of peace in your own heart with whatever the decision is that you're going to make. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh... It's acting truth. Um, you know, God, I won't get too preachy here, but God is love and um, lo love your neighbor and love God. And so you look at your decisions and it's not so clear cut sometimes. Um, it seems like, well, love is just, just sticking it out. No, it might not be. You might not be loving her because you're enabling her or, um, by staying in and not being boundaried. You're not loving yourself. Um, truth is found through love. It's not found through fear and obligation and force. And I, I never tell people they should or shouldn't get divorced, but I tell them what you just said, Tyler. Um, you, you need to sort that out with God and make that, that decision when you feel peace there. Um, and, and, and sometimes the answer that God gives people is absolutely you need to step into your truth do the hard thing it's best for your partner it's best for your kids and i know this goes against some of the the ideals and, and principles that you learn at church um, i don't believe that god wants us to stay in relationships that enable people to destroy themselves I don't believe that God would want me to stay and support somebody to, to hurt themselves, to hurt the family. And, 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 and I'm kind of the, I, I, I'll, I'll take the brunt of it so that that can continue. Right, Tyler? What, what do you think? I think 100% that's true. And I think where a lot of people get stuck is, you know, it sounds like he comes from a religious background that is teaching this idea of, commitment forever, eternal families, you know, I made like say a covenant. And, and the truth is, is that that is true. Like, I, I think that in, 
in our world, too many people don't stick to commitments and don't stick through hard things that they could where, you know, the statistics show that if you stick with somebody through a hard time in a marriage, you're way more likely to be happy at the end of it than if you divorce them. With that said, that's, that's got to come with change in the relationship. And if the relationship won't change, then it's time to, it's time to make some different moves. And, and I think the struggle is, is if you look at it from a Christian perspective here, even, even in, say, the Bible or in, in like religious texts, you're being taught one thing all the way through. And then you have these examples of people who actually go against the grain because it was the right thing to do. You know, Abraham went up and was willing to offer his son as a sacrifice. You know, Christ went into, went into the, uh, the temple and overturned the tables and, and whipped the crap out of things to get, to, to get his temple cleaned up, right? right? And that doesn't sound like a Christian thing. And yet in that moment, that was the thing that needed to be done. Right. And, and it was done because we know Christ was, you know, Christian, in the Christian perspective, he was perfect. It was done from a place of godliness, which is love. Right. But, but it, it, what's interesting is if, if you look at the way we're kind of conditioned to think of um, being, being Christ-like or, or acting kind or, uh, the, you know, doing the right thing, it seems like the right thing is always just to, to, to just be humble and take it, just take it, take it. Right. And, you know, I, I think of Christ out on the, the fishing boat, you know, and the, the wind and the waves come, the storm comes and all the, the apostles start freaking out and, and, you know, and Christ is sleeping and he's just like sleeping, he's chilling, um, you know, and he comes out and he's guys, he's like, guys, don't you know who I am? Like, peace be still, like chill out. Maybe he didn't say it in that way. Um, but, but the thing is where I'm going with this is he, I think he responded in a different way than what we would deem as Christ-like in that moment. Um, and, and so when you look at your, your individual situations with your marriage, um, really try to figure out what, what acting in truth is, what, what will create peace. I tell people all the time, if, if, if you're going down the road to divorce, then do everything you can to get your heart in the right place before you get divorced. Get maximum return out of this. Walk away um, creating love through the process. Um, you know, they, they might learn how to be boundaried in a compassionate way. Um, love them and um, set, up, set up life after divorce in a really healthy way because your heart is not at war. Your heart is, is creating love and you still might end up getting divorced. And that's right? okay. And that's and actually that, a good thing. And that's going to be okay. You know, I, when I work with my clients and they kind of go through this struggle, the same kinds of questions, inevitably through the wrestling that they're doing with all of their values and their beliefs and what's right and what's wrong is they'll come to this place where I call it their surrender moment, where they'll come into my office and they'll say, oh, I realize I've got to do blank. I've got to stay or I've got to go. But it's always done from this place of like, I feel so peaceful. Yeah. I feel, yeah. I feel so much like so convicted that this is going to be the right thing for me, that now they've done the work. They're, they are in that place of love. They've done some growing. They've done some learning. They've done some changing. And they've sort of gotten this place where they can surrender over the outcome now and just make the choice that's right for them. But it's done 
it's done from a place of peace and understanding instead of a place of fear or shame or doubt. Yep. Yep. Totally. I, I just, I think for Jim, you know, just make sure. And I, I think you'd echo this Tyler. Um, make sure as, as you, as you really try to feel out what truth is, um, outside of all the shoulds outside of all the, you know, the, the agreements that you've made, um, while you're being raised, uh, as you do that, make sure that you do clean up your side of the fence. Um, and, and what I mean by that is really look at, um, are you playing the victim? Are you being manipulative? Um, are you trying to go about this in a way to, to make, make your spouse look like the bad person and you look like the good person. Um, if you're doing those things and you're just trying to coerce this so that you can look a certain way and walk away justified, um, then that's not a heart full of love. Right. Right. And could I, yeah. Could I add to that, Brandon, yes. just a little bit that, uh, you know, um, I know that Jim might get mad at me and some other people listening to this might get mad at me for saying this, but, regardless of what your choice ends up being it's possible to realize that your wife being just who she is is a complete gift to you because it's reflecting back to you things in your life that you get to work on that you get to change that you get to chip away on even though it's not your fault and even though it's miserable and it's terrible she is for all intents and purposes the mirror image of the things you get to work on right now yeah and, uh, and if you see that as a gift, now you can, like Brandon said, you can, you can put this, you can put this into perspective and say, I have plenty of work to do on myself. I still need to become a better man. I'm going to continue to become a better man. I'm going to use this experience as part of that process. Now you're not out anything when you get to the point of making a decision. You win either way. Yes. Yep. I, I love that, Tyler. I also think, you know, if, if you do what, what Tyler's saying and if you clean up your side of the fence, I think a scary thing that could happen for you is that you realize she's a gift. You realize she's a good teacher to you and um, you might see her in a whole new light um, and you might show up differently to her. You might resonate differently and you might actually want to stay married. Um, and so, uh, and, and why do I say that's a scary thing? Because maybe you know, you've worked yourself into this position where you think my marriage equals suffering. My marriage just equals this endurance thing. And then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, my heart's different toward her. She's responding different to me. Man, maybe, maybe we're going to make this work. So, um, yeah, I, I love this question because it um, illustrates to me, Tyler, and this, this is what I've, I've personally been on a journey um, with this and I see all of my clients go through this journey where um, seeking truth, connecting to God and feeling um, peace within your soul um, is something that needs to, you need to learn how to do between you and God. And when I say don't shoot on yourself and all, you know, all these, all these, we were taught good principles by, the churches we go to, the families we're raised in, we're, we're taught good principles, but when it comes down to it, I still think there needs to be 
um, a relationship there with God. And even if everybody else thinks you're crazy, bad, horrible, whatever, if you get that feeling and you feel that peace, then have the courage to, to, to step into that. Right, Tyler? Yeah, it's that conviction that comes when you've finally done, I call it the wrestle. You know, we all, we all have a mighty wrestle with our maker and it's an ongoing thing where sometimes we feel great and peaceful and connected and other times we feel distant and disconnected. But when we hit those moments in that wrestle where there is that conviction that says, in essence, for me personally, it's been these moments where I hear, I know who I am and I, I know that my higher power sees me and understands me then you kind of get that peaceful thing. And then the, the next step is to go and take action and yeah, to trust, to trust that you've got the conviction that you need to move on. And when you have that, you're willing to step into things. You know, I, Brown, I, I, I'm going to share just a little bit of a personal example with this. And I know people can hear my story later on, but there was a time in my own marriage where my wife was on the way out where she was leaving and she was wrestling with the same questions that Jim is wrestling with. And, um, and, she had, she wrestled for a while, probably for close to a year. And one day she finally had this moment of peace come to her where she saw me in a different light because of her wrestle with God. God helped her see me differently. And she came to me and she said, I'm staying. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting up with all the crap, but I want to stay. Right. And, uh, and that came not because of something I had done. That became from her wrestle with her higher power. Right, right. And that's interesting, you having been on the other side of that. And, and that was years ago, right? Years and, ago, probably 10, 15 years ago. Right. And it shifted everything. Um, everything. From, it's, it's not like she stayed and then it's just been endurance and it's been horrible and everything's been terrible since then, right? Oh, our, um, our marriage, having been through the hell that we've been through is, I, I joke with her all the time that, I look around the world that we live in and we, we we're lucky because we have the best marriage in the world. You know, we, right. we love each other. We're committed. We we're best friends. And, and part of that is because we've gone through the adversity together. Right. But so I want to say as you're, as you're sharing this and I want to say to Jim, um, because Tyler ended up staying married and he, he was on the other side of it. Um, it doesn't mean that that's your story. Right. Um, you might end up having the best divorce ever. Right. Right. And that might be, and that might be the right thing for you, Jim, but that's really ultimately between you and your, and God. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, man, I love questions like that. So, okay. Um, I want to, uh, remind people a couple of things. If you want to submit a question to me and Tyler, uh, go to brannonpatrick.com. You can submit a question there. If you want to, um, uh, be a guest on our show and ask us, ask us some questions, then um, just shoot me a message there. Same space where it says, ask Brandon anything. Just say, Hey, I'd love to come on, talk to you about some of my issues and, and get either Tyler's or Brandon's perspective on it. Um, so again, brandonpatrick.com. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Brandon underscore Patrick. And that's another place that I get questions all the time. Um, Tyler, you have an Instagram or website? Facebook, you can find us on love.strong. Okay. And also our website is love-strong.org. Okay. Awesome. So uh, if you got questions, if you're struggling, um, we're here to answer them. So you guys, if you like this episode, then please, please rate and review it. Um, That review I read today, like that, I'm going to be like 
floating on that one the rest of the day. I love <laughs> You're it. You're going to so. have an ego, man. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I love the ratings and reviews. So go over to um, Ask Tyler and Brandon Anything and uh, leave us a rating and review. And we'll catch you next time. See you guys.